views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Vasily. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hey, everybody. It is so great to be connecting with all of you. I need to give a shout-out for my main man, Brian. Hey, Brian, I just want to say hi to you. How the heck are you today? I am doing quite well. How are you? Uh, it's so great. Okay. So great. And, uh, and shout-out to Chris and all the folks at WBOQ. We have got something epic, epic planned for our partnership with WBOQ that I haven't even told Chris about. I haven't even told him about. Why? Because we like surprises from time to time. I want to tell you, tell you guys a little bit about a surprise that I did not like. Did not like this surprise. So you're standing out there one day, and my guest today, my very special guest, Alicia Healy, she's going to talk about this. But you're standing up one day, and there you are. You think you are given your best workshop called, now this is me, how to live your greatest dream. So you're standing up there and you're giving a workshop. And by the end of the day, all of a sudden you look at your right ankle and it's the size of a giant grapefruit or a small melon. Now you're thinking to yourself and everybody around you is like, well, you know, dude, like you're pretty clumsy. So that's got to be you just banging up against stuff. And uh, 11 years now, 11 years ago, and you're thinking, well, maybe I did. But then all of a sudden, you go on a journey, and you go on a journey about, wow, you didn't bang anything, but something is just not right. Well, here's what we know. 11 years ago, and I'm even going to go further back, you know, further back than that, and you look at what your life was like growing up. So my guest, Alicia Healy, young child active, loved to spend time outdoors playing sports, going to camping with friends. She and I could have been sisters from another mother or father or something because we love doing those things. 10 years old, she attended a summer camp and she's going to tell you about this and became very ill. Flu-like symptoms. I remember sitting in my living room of the house that we just built in the Shannock Station, New Jersey, with 104 temperature, a temperature that was so bad, it blew out my smell organ. And people around me just thinking, you know what, maybe you just got a little cold you can't get over. But here we are today. We've got a little story to tell. What is it that happened to Alicia? Down the road, she began. A number of unexplained symptoms, chronic fatigue, anxiety, neuropathy, muscle weakness. And I can't even tell you, there's a whole bunch of other stuff here that we're going to talk about. But the question really is, and the message really is, 
you know, what is it that she has now come to the forefront now a spokesperson about? You know, when you have those kinds of conditions and you persevere, you persevere, you go through college, but then this mystery disease or whatever it is, you know, all of the above, one or two things can happen to you. You could become extremely curious about it or you can pretty much give up. Many people do one or the other. It's hard to kind of stay in the middle. But what was this thing? After 30 doctors, eight major hospitals, vision and hearing loss, extreme memory loss, what was it? Alicia, it's so great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Big mystery disease. So, yes. Uh, what did you discover and how was it discovered for you? Um, I found out I had Lyme disease and um, I actually was told uh, that I all I needed was two weeks of antibiotics and that I would be okay. And then for about two months that worked and I started to regress um, significantly. So for the next year, um, they spent looking for every other reason that it could have been. Um, and when I finally went back to treating for Lyme, I noticed a big change. What did, tell me about the change. Because let's get a sense of what you were before. I mean, I just, I just did a very high-level review. Tell us what this was really like for you. Because, I mean, we really brush, brush over some of this. Well, I think that when it first came on, um, I remember we were at this campfire and I didn't notice anything was wrong. I just saw that, um, you know, I felt horrible. It felt like I was going to die. And, you know, I was drenched in sweat and I could barely move. And, um, you know, it was just like nothing ever came up in our head that there could be something wrong. And then as we go through and it first started to come in, um, I just noticed that, I felt different. Um, I don't know if it was overnight or over time, but I didn't feel like myself. And I always had this feeling that something was wrong, um, but I just couldn't put my finger over it. Um, and as time went on, these symptoms became, or these feelings turned more into symptoms, and it started to come into what would be, for the next 15 years, would be a huge medical mystery for me. Mm. Yeah. I, and so I love what you said. You said what, for the next 15 years? How many years did you say? 15. Right. I have to say it again, because, you know, there's such a misconception. And as a matter of fact, you know, it's really fascinating to, to kind of have you and I sitting here talking about this. I mean, it's really amazing that we're actually here to talk about it. And, and, I, and to be able to talk about it in a way that we can share our experience and our strength and our hope. Uh, you know, what was this like? I mean, if we could just take a minute and go back in time, because, you know, today you and I are, are, are here having a conversation and there is more information now out about Lyme disease and as well as more misinformation. Actually, Susan Green and I did a show last week about misinformation, uh, but there's more information out there now. 15 years ago, though, really not so much, not the Internet, really. You, you know, what was this like for you to go from hospital to hospital, doctor to doctor, to try to, it's like a, it's like a puzzle to try to put it together. Well, 
Um, I feel like being a teenager and a young adult in any sense is a difficult thing to begin with. And then when you take a serious illness and compound it with it, it makes it that much more difficult. And then over time, this illness that I had, it it couldn't be explained. It was poorly understood. Um, I couldn't relate to a lot of other people because when they asked me, you know, what was wrong, my answer was, I don't know. And that mm-hmm. was a lot of the same questions my doctors had. And um, I think that when doctors don't know, one of the th- first places they go is psychiatry. Um, right. And I spent a lot of time, you know, focusing on those issues. And that actually turned out um, to be, I mean, I've seen it today with individuals with Lyme disease who are sent to psychiatry. And you kind of get a sense of, you know, maybe it's not physical. Um, right. Maybe, it, you know, if it doesn't make sense, maybe I'm wrong. And I think that's a, something that a lot of people struggle before they're diagnosed. Like, how, you know, is it me or why do I feel the way I feel? I think those are a lot, a lot of feelings that people who have these kind of symptoms go through. And it's a fear um, a lot of the times. You wonder if, you know, you're doing something wrong, you're missing something, um, because at the end of the day, I think we can agree that everyone knows their body, but not everyone understands what, you know, it means when you get sick. Right. And I think it was, I think it was a very scary place and a very scary time. Well, and you know, this is really part of why we're doing what we do. Um, and we're taking a, a message out into the world so that people, you know, can have a recognition of even to know the questions. I mean, uh, I, I would imagine you didn't even know the questions to ask, did you? I mean, we, we sometimes we go to doctors and advisors and we put our bodies and our faith in them being able to come up with a solution or a resolution. Um, have you had to be your own let's just call it examiner over the past 15 years? I have. Um, I, when I had gotten a diagnosis that was just anxiety or depression or even, um, you know, I, I, keep, I kept having to say no. You know, I know my body. This is, you know, and it actually got to the point where when I had lost my memory, um, I had gone from A's in school um, to not being able to read, and they and I and I had to fight a lot of that, um, you know, because you're told, well, anxiety can cause um, you to lose your memory, and I I fought a lot, you know, to 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 get them to understand and to push for tests, and um, I think mm. it's just I think it's a difficult thing um, to go through. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot more with Alicia about this. You know, we're going to let everybody out there. Alicia's fight against Lyme, and there's a fundraiser here that she puts together. And this is what many, many folks have had to do. You know, when we are living in a world where, first of all, you know, you got something going on that the medical profession doesn't really look at, understand, or categorize as even existing and you are somebody that has the tenacity and the perseverance that Alicia has, you start to take action. When, we're con- when we come back, we're going to be talking with Alicia about what was this journey like? You know, how did it affect growing up? 
And what was it like for her as these symptoms progressed throughout the years? Um, was it the same? Were there new ones? How does it show up? And later on in the show, we're going to be talking about how you turn hopelessness into hope and action. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic disease. It's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lime Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. broken from your relationships? Are you second-guessing yourself about friends, family, and lovers? Tune into the hit show that's creating a buzz in the love-seeking community. Love Seeker Radio, finding love for your authentic self with renowned love coach Heather Lynn. Tired of dissatisfying relationships? Kiss them goodbye and power up your love seeker energy. Coach Heather Lynn reminds you that you can just be you, the beautiful and perfect you. Visit HeatherLynnCoaching.com to learn. Tune into the Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life. Each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth-generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you here. If you want to find out more about Lime Talk Radio, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or you could go to LimeTalkRadio.com. For those of you here, losing everything but gaining more. Alicia Healy's fight against Lyme disease. And uh, this is a story that uh, it's impossible to have a journey like Alicia's go unnoticed. But Many, many places in this country, it does go unnoticed, unrecognized, or even unanswered. Alicia, before we start to talk about the symptoms, the journey, and where you are today, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Um, The best uh, way for people to find more about me is I have a Facebook, um, Alicia's Fight Against Lyme. Um, I posted some of my um, experiences with Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. Um. And also, I um, um, I can or on that uh, Facebook, I open up to a lot of questions about my experience with Lyme disease. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about you know the journey. Let's talk a little bit about you know where you were, where you are today. And, um, and, and what was your experience? I mean, you know, you've heard me comment a little bit about, you know, what the experience might be for somebody in the healthcare field today. You know, what is that experience? You you know, is there an experience where people could go and say, yeah, I'd like to have a Lyme test and actually get one that works. What was your experience like? Well, I had probably, um, you had discussed how I had seen maybe 30 doctors across eight hospitals. I don't think there was one doctor that didn't test me for Lyme disease, honestly. Um, I, I, I kept getting things like, wow, your symptoms appear very Lyme-like. And, you know, and they kept, every time the test came back, they would be kind of baffled. And, you know, when I had asked further about it, they said, don't worry, the tests are accurate. So at the back of my mind, Lyme disease was an idea that I had put to rest, um, a long time ago, you know, and it was kind of, it was kind of always a little bit of a wonder, but without have ever seeing a tick bite, I didn't even think twice about it for the longest time. I know. I mean, and, you know, you don't think about it at all, but in, in fact, you know, were you shocked uh, when you discovered this is what's going on with me and what do I do next or or was it one conversation after another with doctors, you trying to explain what was going on in your body? Um, I think it was, I think when I finally was told that I mm-hmm. had Lyme disease, um, a lot of my doctors were shocked. Mm-hmm. And the initial response was, well, you'll be treated in no time. Um, and so, you know, that's a hard experience because you don't, think, you know, it, when you're in the healthcare field, you have this kind of perception that 
you get a diagnosis, you follow the treatment, and everything works out. And so I was thrown for that second loop when after the antibiotics, um, after being treated for two or three weeks, I didn't feel better. Um, and I still noticed a significant deficit that two or three months later really got significantly worse. When you talk about significantly worse, people don't necessarily have an idea what we're talking about here. Um, you, you know, this is really kind of the conversation that many people don't quite understand. But significantly worse can show up as, you know, masking some other disease. Everything from MS to arthritis to you name it. What does significantly worse look like for you? I mean, I mentioned earlier loss of memory, loss of vision. I mean, this is real in the journey uh, of this disease, isn't it? Yes. Brian, why don't we go to a short break? Will do. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basile on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basile is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. 
Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. 1230 WBLQ. Way back when in 66. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in, turning us on. As I said before, it is awesome, awesome here for us to be able to have this amazing young woman on the show today joining us here uh, to take out a story of what it means to become a Lyme disease advocate, you know, where that journey begins, what it's like, and how do you move beyond the horrific nature of Lyme disease to then become a spokesperson, an advocate, losing everything but gaining more, Alicia Healy's fight against Lyme disease. She's joining us here today and we're talking about what does this look like? What is the experience like? And when you start on this journey, as Alicia has 15 years ago, you would think that fast forward to where we are today and that things would have progressed and, you know, we'd be all doing the happy dance as Brian played before, but we're not. Alicia, thank you for joining me here today. Uh, also, you know, let's talk about what are some of the roadblocks? What are some of the barriers that were in the way of you actually even getting to where you are today? And what do you think our greatest challenges are right now? Um, I think one of the main barriers is that a lot of people don't have any idea that they have Lyme, uh. um, that they have a bunch of mysterious diagnoses or a misdiagnosis that they kind of hold on to, and they don't get better. They get worse, and, and you, get, you get into a cycle where you accept it as fact, and that's what your life is. Um, and I've seen it a lot, and a lot of people that have Lyme disease that, you know, it's not, I have Lyme disease, it's I have chronic fatigue syndrome, or I have fibromyalgia, or I have this. And I think that until we recognize Lyme disease as a mainstream issue, um, a lot of people will go under the radar and not get, get diagnosed and may even lose their lives because of that. Well, and, you know, let's talk about that because, you know, up until recently, we weren't even talking about Lyme disease of any nature being something that could cause the loss of, of lives. And, you know, we've seen the CDC um, change its information about it. And I, and I also refer to Washington State Department of Health and what they have up on Lyme disease and how to protect oneself about Lyme disease, it's just pretty quite, pretty, quite comical. You know, like when you get bit, you know, like embedded ticks should be removed by using a fine tip tweezers. Hello, cleanse the area with antacid. I mean, this is on the health website in the state of Washington. It says, yeah, 
the tick is unlikely, that the infection is unlikely to occur before 36 hour of tick attachment. Like, did you even know when your tick was attached to you, Alicia? I did not. And I think that one of the biggest problems is the ticks, especially in the spring, mm-hmm. they can look as small as a freckle. Um, I've seen a lot of images where it says, do you think that you would know if you were bit by a tick if you saw it? And then it has to really point and magnify to where the tick actually is. And, um, I mean, you don't feel them. Um, I mean, it, it, it's amazing how almost stealthy they are when it comes to being defytic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the barriers, you know, for yourself. We talked about a few of them in the show. You've come across many, but 15, late, 15 years later, you're here and you're an advocate. And tell me what that role is like for you. What is that like for you beyond anything else you've done in the past 15 years? You're also an advocate. You're somebody that is getting a message out there uh, about what the disease is, the co-infections, the treatments, you know, and even, Alicia, given all of the books now that have come to the forefront, right, about Lyme disease, we did the first show on Lyme disease. I don't know if you know this. We did the first show on Lyme disease in 2005, and people thought we had lost our mind, but we didn't because we really shined a light on this in a state that doesn't think that the tick crosses the lines, uh, the, the, the state border. But for you, you are still like the Energizer Bunny. You're still ticking. What does it mean to be an advocate? What is your life like? I think that in being an advocate for Lyme disease, it's important to let people know, um, to reach. I think the first job is to reach out. Um, when you see somebody um, who has an illness that's not explained um, or someone who's wondering what's wrong with them and they, they're just getting worse and they can't find an answer, um, I do a lot of reaching out to other individuals um, and I ask a lot of questions and I share my story. And oftentimes I find that these individuals who go on to be diagnosed with Lyme share very similar stories. Um, I think at the same time, it's important to have an open conversation with, with doctors about Lyme disease. Um, I know that my doctors, a lot of them don't believe that I should still have Lyme disease symptoms, but what I've done is, um, I've actually gone back to those doctors and they've done... And I said, look, this is where we started. This is where I am now. I know that you don't agree with this, but my life has changed. And when they see that difference, um, doctors who for years have been following me and know me, and I walk in and I'm like a different person, it really redefines in the medical field um, their, perce- their perception of one with these patients. Well, you know, one of the things that we don't really understand really is the extent by which this disease is prevalent um, in the world. And the reason we don't is because it is it is uh, shows up as the great imposter. You know, what what are some of the the diagnosis? What are some of the things that you were diagnosed as having along the way in 15 years? Or did they just say, we don't know? Um. 
some of my early diagnoses were um, they were anxiety and depression and ADHD. Um, that changed into more of a chronic fatigue syndrome, um, which later on in my teens, I ended up getting mononucleosis. And so a lot of my symptoms were attributed to that. Um, I was called, um, told to have post-viral infectious disease. Um, by the time I had entered college, I had um, presented with a lot of symptoms very similar to MS, uh, multiple sclerosis, and I was diagnosed with um, a disease called hereditary spastic um, paraparesis, which is muscle weakness of the legs. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of a similar disease to MS. And then as it progressed um, later on, I got diagnosed with narcolepsy when the sleep had completely interrupted my sleep cycles. Um, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease when I started having movement disorders. And um, at the most advanced stage, I was diagnosed um, uh, clinically with um, dementia or severe cognitive decline. So there was multiple diagnoses, and they were all... Relate back, they all related back to the Lyme, which was really fascinating, actually. Mm. This is really the dilemma for people because they really get out. I think this is one of the major barriers that we were talking about. You know, it's one thing to not have the disease recognized, but it's a whole other thing to be, re you know, to be diagnosed with something that you actually don't have. Um, and then to be treated for that. Uh, only to find out that whatever the treatment in for, is for that, that actually doesn't necessarily work. And then off you go. Um, if you do not have psychosomatic or if you do not have depression before you start this, that journey alone had to affect you emotionally. Did it not? It did. Um, one of the things that I'm very open about is, um, that you feel a sense of self-blame. Um, it's really hard to come to terms when you're told that you should be getting better or you should be feeling better and you just don't. Um, I mean, you could, you could treat for any disease in the world, but if it's Lyme disease and you're not treating for Lyme disease, you're not going to feel better. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the hard things is, um, one of the big questions that was always at the back of the mind is, why am I not getting better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, isn't that the question? Why am I not getting better? Why am I not getting better? But we know the answer about why you weren't getting better, correct? Yes. And the answer is, you have a disease that has many faces. Um, you know, tell us, give us a breakdown of how the world looks at Lyme disease and, and, and what we now know about its co-infections. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to learn more about Lyme disease. Um, I hear a lot more now than I ever had before. Um, a lot of people stop and say, oh, Lyme disease, that's really bad. Where before Lyme disease was something like it had the same amount of pull as maybe the common cold, you know, and I think a lot of people are starting to realize 
how serious it is, but they need to see more of it and hear more of it to really know how severe the effects of Lyme disease can be. Mm. What is it that, you know, you say, if you, if you were sitting down right now and you had the president and the first lady in front of you, I know what I would say to them. I would say to them, remember the time you were on Martha's Vineyard with your children here a couple of years ago? Yeah, I would have a conversation with them. But what would you say to them? If, you know, if Michelle Obama were here today, what would you say to Michelle about this? Because, you know, the first lady is an enormous advocate of health and wellness and fitness. And I wonder what would happen if she had an insider view of this. What would you say if you had an audience with her? I would say, you know, we have all these health issues in our country, like obesity and high blood pressure and diabetes and blood sugar, but no one brings up Lyme disease and I would ask her if we can change the way we look at health because the major the amount of people getting infected with Lyme disease and the amount of people who don't know they have Lyme disease is coming is becoming just as much of an epidemic as obesity um and or high blood pressure or diabetes and it, it it's estimated that by 2020, one in two Americans will have a chronic illness. Where is that chronic illness coming from? Is it from the way we live our lifestyle or is it from diseases that we aren't recognizing like Lyme disease going undetected? And I think that's an important question I would ask her. That would be a great question to have. So for you, how have you been able to live uh, such a life of perseverance, tenacity? I mean, how have you been able to do this? Despite all of the diagnosis, be, despite the pain, you know, what is it that keeps you moving forward? What is it that, you know, enables you to put one foot in front of the other and speak out? Well, I feel like a lot of times I straddle the line between giving up and keeping fighting. And um, especially when I didn't know what was going on, I had to hold on to other things, like what was important to me and what I wanted to do. And so my goals and my dreams held me forward or helped me push me forward. But since then, um, you know, with the Lyme disease, it's been something that has kind of transformed those goals. And advocacy has been a huge um, one of those. You're out in the world now, and you're still undergoing treatment. Is, is that right? Yes. Okay. Are you hopeful about where you are right now? What, what is there to learn here, Alicia? You know, what, what, would, what would all of us benefit from? Um, I think that for anyone that has Lyme disease, I think that vigilance is so important. And to, if you are infected by Lyme disease, that you need to speak out. And I think those are things that are going to become excruciatingly important over the next couple of years. Um, and just keep 
um, keep having the conversations about Lyme disease and what it is and what it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're going to take a short break, Brian. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Alicia about what are some of the discoveries we've made. You know, what are some of the what are some of the latest information that we have from some of the most incredible organizations? Uh, what are some of the questions you might want to ask your doctor, and how can we all take a bite out of Lyme? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day, we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
That's exactly right. Thank you, Brian. Alicia, Alicia Healy joining me here today. That is the song. You know what? You know, this is really the journey of how you can rise up. And, you know, we're not, I'm telling you, you know, when you, when you got walking around with Lyme disease, you are not going to go down without a fight. That is not going to happen. And there isn't a single person that I've talked to in 11 years, 12 years now going on about this, that is, they got the gloves on getting ready to go. But it is a journey and it is hard. And that, and what it takes is something that is indescribable for me, indescribable to even begin to talk about who this young woman, Alicia Healy is. There's nothing that I am going to be able to say on this show to, uh, to have all of you tuning in, understand the pure determination you know, what gets her up every day and saying, look, I am not going to go down without a fight. And this is what we're doing. And so you can go and find um, Alicia on Facebook at Alicia's Fight Against Lyme. Alicia's Fight Against Lyme. If you missed any part of this show, by the way, we're going to have this show up in a little bit. And you're going to be able to hear it all over again. Alicia, I know you are, uh, one of the questions that we did not get to answer, we had a little phone thing go on there, was, look at how bad does this get? How bad does this get? And thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. Um, at the worst, it was very scary how severe it got. Um, mm. I think the scariest part was the memory loss. You know, like, feeling like you're so smart one day, but all of a sudden you can't read and you don't know how to get home. And, you know, everything is just kind of slow in your mind. And um, I know that for me at the worst, not only did these memory issues go on for months, but I was also bedridden for nearly a year from Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. But that's really the deal. And, you know, that's the kind of uh, disease this is. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing to really take a look at this and say, oh, Borrelia, oh, what is that? But that's not the whole picture here. You know, we're talking about something that is so, so damaging, a tick by a little teeny tick. And it is the teeny tick. It's this little small tick. And, you know, it's interesting. I was, I, w- I was telling you during the break, you know, that I was looking at the state of Washington guidelines. I'm actually getting ready to write the secretary a little email. And I was actually, you know, just watching, you know, just looking at some of this incident rate, disease. And, and I was kind of looking at, the, you know, their instructions on how to actually take the tick out. And I thought to myself, wow, even something like that 
we just are not educated about at all. You know, I don't know that we want people to be scared to go out or afraid to go out in the forest or afraid to be out hiking. You know, I don't know that's what we're saying. But a little education can go a long way, don't you think? I definitely agree. So tell me about what we can say to people. What would you educate folks about? I would say to be, I would say that one of the most important things is that if you know something's wrong, it doesn't matter what the doctors say or, you know, if if you don't feel better after getting treated for Lyme, definitely keep fighting. Um, in terms of being outdoors, I would say to remain extra vigilant, um, check your pets, uh, check yourself, check your kids, make sure that every time that they go outside, you check. And if you get by a t- bit by a tick, document it. Um, a lot of things that you can do to protect yourself, um, you can also send the tick for testing. Um, some labs do not only Lyme disease, but they do other diseases. Um, that ticks carry. Um, This shows a lot about Lyme disease, but we tend to forget that there's a whole slew of other diseases that ticks carry. And until you know what the tick that bit you has, you'll never know what it could turn into. Yeah. Um, How have your friends and family uh, been uh, about this journey with you? I know you have friends on Facebook, very supportive, but how has this been for you? with your friends, with your family? I think a lot of people don't understand how severe Lyme disease can be until it happens mm-hmm. to them. Or they're, like I said, it's been something that they've heard about, but they've never really seen it firsthand. Um, and so with friends and family, um, I think I've had a lot of support. Um, and I think a lot of people have learned as well, um, who have kind of taken my experience and, and also uh, join the stand against Lyme disease. And that's been huge for me. I've been very grateful for that. Hmm. Wow. I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, for most of us, um, you know, we're trying to figure this out. You know, we're trying to figure this out, right? And I think when, you know, we're thinking about this, something as Alicia, I, I mean, this, this is maybe just me. Maybe I'm being a little nitpicky, if I could say that. You know, I'm reading, I'm on the ILAT site, and I'm looking at, you know, how to remove a tick. It says the tick should be removed with fine-pointed tweezers, grasping it from the side where it meets the skin, gently pulling in the opposite direction, which, it, it, which, it, which is embedded right? So it's saying that you, you don't pull it straight out, right? That's my understanding of this, right? Mm -hmm. That you pull it to the side. And then I go to a official state website, right? An official state website that says, use the fine tip tweezers, grasp the tip close to the skin surface, pull upward with steady, even pressure. Don't twist or jerk the tip. Now, this may seem like a small, a small bit of information, right? So if you're reading one from the ILAD site and it says, pick it up, twist it the other direction, boom. 
Then you're coming to a state site that says, no, don't do that. This is a small point. Now, honestly, I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. So I don't know, you know, what the impact, but something as 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 something as important as how to remove this tick. How do we get stuff like this wrong? Do you know? I think it's a, just a lot of misinformation. I've even seen things where it says that you have to put dish soap on a tick. And put what on it? Dish soap. Dish soap. Okay. And, you know, like stuff or burn the tick off. Burn the tick. Right. And those are things that you will absolutely not want to do because anytime that you stress the tick, it's more likely to transmit the disease. It's like um, when the tick gets stressed, it's more likely to expel that disease into you. So I think, I think a lot of the misinformation comes we just don't know. And everyone has theories of how it should be done. Um, and they all kind of get caught up in everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that there is a lot that we can do to educate, a lot that we can do to speak out. And I think that's what you're doing. You know, you're really coming to the table and say, wait a minute, you know, we're not going to go quietly in the night. I mean, there's so much for us to talk about, so much to say. Alicia, thank you so much for today. I have one last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I would say um, my personal message is to keep raising awareness about Lyme disease. Make sure you talk about it. Make sure you look for it. Make sure you reach out to someone that has Lyme disease because you never know what they're going through. Um, Other things, keep vigilant. Look out for ticks, and that would be my message. Thank you so much for today. Please give out your information again, how people can find out more about you. There's an email you want to give out, anything you want to give out, please. Well, I could be reached on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page, Alicia's Fight Against Lyme. I could also um, be reached by email. Um, at, it's at Gmail. It's Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A dot L dot Healy, H-E-A-L-Y, at gmail.com. Wow. Thank you so very much. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. If you missed any part of that, please find out more about me at thedrpatshow.com. Please find out more about Lyme at limeglobal.com or uh, Lyme Talk Radio. And, of course, Transformation Talk Radio and WBOQ. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.